listeners, this is Jillian. Um, I just want to give you a heads up. So this week's episode might sound a little weird, like the dates and stuff might be a little wonky because I, there was always this option on Anchor to record as I wanted to and then just like kind of push them all together into one episode. I personally wanted to just kind of go stream of consciousness and just do whatever. So that's why like I generally forget things and then the next week I have to be like, oh right, this thing. So because um, the episode I tried to record on Wednesday the 7th didn't save, but I wanted to remember what I said or like just get most of that stuff out, I recorded it on the 8th pretending it was the 12th. So just for your information and um, this is mostly just also as a kind of catch-all in case I am not able to really record on Monday. So I just wanted to give you guys a little heads up that it might sound, that you might be like, wait, what day is she talking about? And yeah, it's because I was, I couldn't, I kept forgetting that I was pretending it was Monday the 12th. So anyway, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the episode. Hello, this is Jillian. Welcome to the Kiki Rose Shots. Um, I just want to apologize again for not being able to put up an episode last week. Uh, Family stuff got a little crazy. And like I said, I did record an episode on Wednesday, but it didn't save. And I'm really, I'm still very upset about it because it was... It was good. I I thought I did a good job. I'm going to try to, like, replicate it now somewhat (laughs) when I can remember. Um, So I want to just make a slight correction to my last episode that on November 2nd, a third movie came out in wide release. I'm only going to try to highlight the wide release movies because indie movies are tough and I can never tell when an indie movie is actually getting released. Like, Box Office Mojo has their, like, release dates, but I can never tell when it's actually hitting my theaters because it's not the same. Like, usually it takes, like, two or three weeks. So, in order to not confuse anyone, I'm only going to try to do major releases, which are pretty common knowledge anyway. But, back to that, on November 2nd, a third movie came out, and it was Nobody's Fool, which is a Tyler Perry movie, and it um, stars Tiffany Haddish. I kind of forgot about it, even though I had literally just seen a trailer for it before The Hate You Give. Um, totally forgot about it existing, possibly because I'm not a big Tyler Perry fan, although I do love Tiffany Haddish. Um, so if you are interested, you probably have already seen it, but that is an option for movies. Um, on, so since I'm doing this on Monday, um, (laughs) my, I know that the, um, movies that came out on the 9th are the new Grinch movie, and the girl in the spider's web. Uh, I'm personally not seeing either of them. I, I love the Grinch. Like it's one of the things I watch or I try to watch every Christmas. Um, it's one of my mom's favorites too. And I just never really needed to know a background of, like, I never really needed to know about the Grinch's childhood. 
Um, <laughs> as I said to my uncle, I was like, Dr. Seuss didn't think he needed a backstory. Why does Hollywood keep thinking he needs a backstory? Um, I also never saw the Jim Carrey one, mostly because I didn't like the makeup. Um, like my sister loves it, but I like don't care. I will say like the animation for the new movie looks good and Benedict Cumberbatch should be really great in the role. But it's just, we don't, we don't need it. <laughs> like, we don't need this. The original special is fantastic, and it's, it holds up, and I just, honestly, we don't, we don't need this. Oh, Hollywood, come on, come up with better things to come, come up with better ideas. Um, the girl in the spider's web is a little more <laughs> nebulous. Um, I love the Millennium Trilogy by Steve Larson. It's... I, I loved, loved them so much. And I've seen two of the Swedish ones, which star Numi Rapace. And I was obsessed with David Fincher's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, starring Rooney Mara and Daniel Craig. Um, I'm still very, very mad that I didn't get the girl who played with fire with Rooney and Daniel, because that's my favorite book. And I just think that Rooney would have killed it in that movie. Um, so what happened, so obviously, like, they were trying to figure out what to do because it didn't do very well. I mean, like, she got an Oscar nomination for it. Like, I think it won an Oscar for best editing because, like, it was astounding. Um, so they, like, were like, okay, well, how are we going to reboot it? And since there are already two versions of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, like, I, get, I understand why they were like, well, let's start with an original, like, with a different story. So they picked what is technically the fourth book in the series, which is not written by Stieg Larsson because Stieg Larsson died. And when he died, he was actually, he, he had outlines of all the books, apparently, but he was, like, personally working on either five or six, so... Yay, Steve Larson, you're fantastic. Um, and I personally haven't read the fourth book because I just don't have time. I think there might be more actually too. I have no problem. I'm probably going to read it because I do love the character of Elizabeth Salander. Um, but I, but in for this movie, I would actually prefer to read it before seeing it. Um, I have no problem with Claire Foy. I, I mean, like, I don't feel like she is, I don't know. I'm just, I'm okay with it, I guess. I just don't really know what what's happening. Um, <laughs> I hear it's not that great. So we'll see how how that actually turns out. And if, if it makes money, and then it's a new franchise. So whatevs um I'm gonna try to do like stuff that I would have talked about last week first and then kind of move toward this week on the fourth uh Droughtlander ended and we finally have Outlander season four yay I had seen it the premiere at New York Comic Con a month ago and I loved it. I have not read, I'm actually behind on the books. I was, I, I'd read the first book before the series came out 
and then I didn't I like never caught up so I I still am actually on book three um it's just I have so many books to read that whatever I don't care I like kind of reading them after the fact and seeing stuff that they changed and everything because I know that the books are were written a while ago and they tend to have different views on certain things so it's that's just how I am um so I'm completely I have no idea what's going to happen um in this season but I'm very excited I I like that I don't think that Claire and Jamie are going to be apart for very long at any point this season which is nice um I like them in America I think it's actually nice I like Rolo um I'm not I'm I'm thrilled that we have like a a decent villain again because it's kind of been I even though like Blackjack got a little much after a while I feel like we definitely need some sort of a a good um antagonist and Bonnet is definitely going to be that um yeah I'm just very happy Outlander's back I love that show it's it's so wonderful and Kat and Jake and um Sam are perfect in their roles so I'm very excited um also on the fourth there was a Mickey's 90th birthday celebration and it was very lame (laughs) um I'm also just gonna bring it up I know some bloggers have too that it's not just Mickey's 90th birthday everyone it is Minnie's 90th birthday and no one is giving her attention about this so that kind of sucks. Also, why are we giving so much attention for a 90th birthday? Like, what are we going to do in 10 years when he turns 100? Like, what is going to happen? Like, they're going all out for 90. And I'm like, I, I do they think we're not going to be here in 10 years? Because, okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cute. I, it was just lame. And some of the celebrities were really random, like even the musical acts. I like, I love Tori Kelly and Megan Trainer, but I'm like, why? Like you have no real attach, like, or not attachment. You have no real connection to Disney. Like nothing you've done has been like Disney. So I don't know. It was definitely an interesting experience, especially watching like Mickey breakdance and stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, Yeah, so, and then we had election day, which I hope everyone voted. I am quite, I'm not as depressed as I was in 2016, but I know we still have a lot of work to do. So it, it, it's definitely one of those, like, I don't know how to feel kind of things. Um, but yeah, election day happened. We got some good results in certain places, so I feel like we're starting to slowly get on the right path, and hopefully we'll really get there one day. Um, okay, let's see. This weekend, we have the big movies are Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, and Widows. I'm personally excited about both. However, I got to go to a fan's first screening of The Crimes of Grindelwald. And although I am, I swore to protect the secrets so you won't get much from me. Um, but 
I did really like it more than the first one, in fact. And I will be putting a blog up closer to the movie or maybe even after the movie is released. I don't think I'm going to be very spoilery, but just in case, um, I'll see. Guys, I honestly still haven't written it. <laughs> like, it's all very in my head. I have so much. There's just so much going on right now. Um, so that'll, you'll have that to look forward to if you really care. Um, and then Widows, I'm super psyched about, which is, um, and Steve McQueen's new movie with Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, Cynthia Erivo, and Elizabeth Debicki, who play wives who are trying to um, get money back that their husband stole. And it looks amazing. I've heard such wonderful things from the festival circuit about it. Um, I mean, Viola Davis is just a force, so... And, like, even the rest of the cast is insane. Like, Liam Neeson's in it. Colin Farrell's in it. Um, John Barenthal's in it. Brian Tyree Henry and David Kalua are in it. Um, I think who, was, who else was in it? Oh, my God. What's his name? Um, sorry. I'm going to be looking this up. Uh, Robert Duvall. I was like, his name is Robert something. Robert Duvall. Um, also, it was written by Julian Flynn, so that's super exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, so hopefully I'll see that this weekend, um, along with possibly round two of Fantastic Beast. Um, uh, let's see. I've also been, one of the reasons why I've been kind of like scatterbrained and all over the place is that I am trying to do NaNoWriMo. I am supremely behind. Like, you're supposed to be at... I'm supposed to be at, like, 13,000 words right now, and I am at 6,000 words. So, I don't... I mean, to be honest, I actually realized that my story idea there probably doesn't have enough words for 50,000 words. But, whatever. I've been, like, looking at the forums, and they've been putting up, like, stuff that you can maybe write two novels or all these other types of tips. So, we'll see what happens there. And, oh, I think that's it. And what did I do? I forgot about another movie coming out on the 16th. Instant Family, the family comedy uh starring Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne where they take on foster kids and it looks kind of cute like I'm probably not gonna see it because I'm I'm really picky with my comedies like I have to really like somebody and I'm okay with Mark Wahlberg but like not enough to be like I'm gonna pay to see a Mark Wahlberg movie um but yeah it looks really cute I always like laugh at the trailer and stuff and, I mean, and apparently they've done, like, really good job with, um, talking to foster kids and stuff. And I know that Simone Biles went to a screening because she was in foster care, um, before getting adopted by her grandparents. Um, so, yeah, that's another movie coming out in November that I forgot about because I'm terrible. My mind is just not there. So, yeah, see that if you're interested. 
So if you saw my Instagram this past weekend, I saw the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Um, the Nutcracker is like obviously a huge part of my childhood and everything. I love, absolutely love Tchaikovsky's um, music. And I've seen the ballet at least three times, possibly more. Mm, professionally three times. I saw high school production. Um, and, but all, most of all, I just always loved the story. Um, I like I really remember getting this advent calendar, which I still have, which told the story of the Nutcracker. And I always just loved it. I loved it. I, and then when I actually saw um, the American Ballet Theater production, probably, God, eight years ago, um, I realized what it was because they had kind of reinterpreted Clara and the Nutcracker just a little bit. They like took out the Sugar Plum Fairy section and instead put it into, made Clara and the Nutcracker adults. Um, so at that point I realized like, oh, it's like a Peter Pan situation and Peter Pan's one of my favorite stories. So anyway, Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Um, they made a lot of changes to like the, oh, oh, like story. Um, like they did take out the, the, the romance, but I feel like it is fine because the romance is a little creepy. Like, like you said, like since it then hit me that it was like Peter Pan, I was like, oh, but Peter Pan's romance is kind of creepy as much as I love it. So I was okay with that, even though like Mackenzie Foy and um, the guy who played the Nutcracker, I'm blanking on his name, were really cute. Um, and I think that they both did a good job of their characters and even just getting little like, whatchamacallit, like crushes on each other. Um, his name is I'm gonna get this one day. Jaden Ferrara Knight. Um, it was just an interesting story because like it took you into the world and then like kind of set it up. It's it's a little like I mean it's, like how would I say it's a little darker. Like the Nutcracker is dark, man. Like the first act is the Rat King and Drosselmeyer super creepy. And all that stuff. So, like, they took out the Drosselmeyer stuff being super creepy. Like, it was okay. Um, but he's not in it as much as I think that he's in the actual ballet. Um, but I just really, really, really loved Keira Knightley in the role of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Um, before I'd seen it, there was, like, this joke article being, like, give Keira Knightley a nomination for the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. And I was like... Oh no, I'm not going to click this link, but it sounds hilarious. And it was, and she was perfect. Um, there's like stuff that happens with her character and the way that she decided to interpret everything is just incredible. Like I'm a huge Keira Knightley fan anyway, and I just absolutely adored like anytime she's on screen. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like, I, 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 it's not, it's not a man, like a massive, like a major, like amazing movie or anything, but it's a lot of fun. And I'm kind of sad that it's not doing very well. Like, although I did read a review kind of saying that it was possibly going to have like a cult following, maybe, which I, I honestly think could happen. It's just a very sweet little movie. I think it has a great message. I love that Clara was kind of reinterpreted to be like a STEM kind of girl where she loved engineering and she knew science. And stuff like that, which is not something you generally see, especially for movies that are based in a different timeline, like the 1870s or like Victorian era type stuff. 
Um, yeah, I, I liked it. Also, Misty Copeland in it, and the dancing is spectacular. Actually, like, stay for the credit sequence because there's an additional dance for Misty. And um, the guy who did, does the Mouse King, uh, little Buck, he does a little dance in the credits, too. So, yeah, I liked it. It was cute. Um, uh, no, not much more else to say. Um, I next up want to talk about some news, and then I have a little rant. Um, so we found out more about Disney's streaming service. It's called Disney Plus, and I personally cannot wait for it. Um, I basically am just like, give it to me now. So them having their own streaming platform is actually probably the smartest thing ever. Um, <clears throat> basically... I kind of hated when Iger was like, oh, well, it's going to be cheaper because we don't really have a lot of stuff in our catalog. And I'm like, you're freaking Disney. You have like billions of stuff in your platform, in your catalog. Like you have all the old shorts. Hey, put Oswald shorts on there. Like do something. Like you have all this old stuff, Zorro. You have all of this amazing content from the past that would be perfect to move towards this service. And unfortunately, I don't know if they're actually going to do that, but I really, really, really want them to because it's so important, especially with like Filmstruck going away, that having at least the Disney, like classic Disney stuff on there would be amazing. And I'm really talking about the original stuff, like all of Walt Disney's like actual animated features and stuff that you can't find anywhere lately. So I'm hoping that that's what it turns out to be, but I am really excited because everything they've announced so far for the platform has been pretty interesting. Um, like, so they moved some of their, like, completed films from theatrical to streaming, which I, it's, I guess it's working for Netflix. I'm not entirely sure. Like, I know that to all the boys I loved before, it's doing really well, but their like Oscar bait type of stuff hasn't been yet so I guess we'll see with this season because they have the Coen Brothers movie they have Alfonso Cuaron's movie like I think that this year Netflix has more like Oscar bait movies so we'll see how that goes but like I don't know as a huge strategy for um the future with distribution if it's going to actually work so some of the movies Disney so there is at least one movie I was interested in it was Noelle which is Anna Kendrick, who plays Santa Claus's daughter, and it's our, it's in post-production, so I guess we have to wait, like, another year for it. Bummer. Um, and then they're gonna do the Lady and the Tramp live-action version is going on to this platform, which is an interesting choice. They wouldn't go with standard theatrical, but, um, another, and I kind of get it because there is some parts of Lady in the Tramp that I don't like. And if they continue them in the movie, in the live action movie, I'll be like, yeah, no, this is fine. Um, yeah, they have like some, it looks like they have some, I'm, I'm on their Wikipedia page. It looks like they have some remakes coming, Three Men and a Baby, Father of the Bride, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Parent Trap. Oh, great. We need another one of those. Another Peter Pan and another Sword in the Stone. Um, so that's their movie. That's on their movie side. Just so far, those the last few were probably, they're still in pre-production, I'm assuming, so it's not entirely possible that they'll actually be made. Um, on the TV side, which is where I'm actually pretty excited, which is something I'm really, really interested in, um, 
they have one of the first things they actually announced was a high fidelity show and it stars it's kind of, they're gender bending it so Zoe Kravitz is playing the lead and I personally love high fidelity I love the movie I love the book I love the Broadway musical that everyone hates um <laughs> I'm all in on high fidelity it's honestly it's really great and I'm really interested to see it in a female perspective but because I've seen all of the versions of it, I was like, when, um, this is a different choice for Disney because it's rather adult. And I do hope they don't water it down or anything because I think that it's, it's good as it is. It doesn't need to be watered down, but we'll see. I, I am thrilled and Zoe Kravitz is great. So this is fine. Um, we're going to get the new season, the final season, official final season of the Clone Wars on it and... As I'm currently watching Clone Wars, I can't wait to catch up and then be able to watch this live. Um, we have Jon Favreau's Star Wars show, The Mandalorian, which is I'm so hyped for because it's not Boba Fett. It's another kind of like bounty hunter. And just looking at the director list, and I'm, I'm just a huge Jon Favreau fan anyway, um, so I'm super hyped for that. And they, part of when they announced Disney Plus as the name, they announced that they were making a Rogue One prequel series with Diego Luna's character, Cassie and Andor. And I was like, yes. I personally didn't like Cassie in that much in Rogue One. He was fine. I liked other, I liked a lot of, <laughs> I liked characters a lot more than him, um, but it's still exciting to be able to see that more about his life and and even just now with all the speculation of like what other characters he's gonna like cross paths with so i'm super excited to see how that one goes um prior to that there were all these like um rumors kind of heading around the with the marvel universe and the first two that were like rumored were Loki and Scarlet Witch getting their own shows. Now at the time I didn't read the article fully and I was like oh I was like well there's no way Tom Hiddleston or even Elizabeth Olsen are gonna do this so I was like okay you know what this is fine reinterpret Loki he's been billions of different characters in the comic book make it Lady Loki Lady Loki's awesome like do something to like just change up the character but then I read the article and I was like oh it does say Tom Hiddleston is going to be Loki this is great because Tom Hiddleston as Loki is probably one of my favorite performances in the past few years and I'm obsessed with Loki <laughs> and then Elizabeth Olsen I should have shouldn't have totally like written her off as not being in the move in this type of series because she did the Facebook watch show sorry about your uh, sorry for your loss which I adore please watch it on Facebook watch please 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 um so I shouldn't have been so quick to write her off from doing a kind of streaming service show so I'm excited about that and then they also uh, so out of, out of those two the Loki one is I think officially moving forward because Tom Hiddleston did put a post on Instagram about it not sure about Scarlet Witch and then they also had a rumor going around about a Falcon Winter Soldier team-up show and here for that um Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie are hilarious together 
And I, yeah, and also the fact that the two of them could potentially become Captain America one day is really exciting to then see them in like a buddy cop show and then have like one of them be Captain America. So I'm fingers crossed for that one actually coming. And also on the Wikipedia page, they had that there's going to be another Mighty Duck series, a Monsters Inc. series, and a Muppet series. Now, again, this is all rumors who knows if they're actually happening i don't know if the mighty duck series is actually going to be a continuation of the movies or the animated tv show from the 90s i personally would like a live action one because i love the mighty ducks movies um okay so i definitely talked enough about disney plus and now let's go to my rant um so i watched saturday night live i don't think this is news to anyone um and i generally like it like it's I, I every once in a while there's like a sketch I don't like or like an episode's not really the best but I'm not like one of those people who's like oh SNL is terrible now like why are we still doing this like I think that it's important I generally love the cast like the actual cast and I basically just kind of it's, it's kind of like habit <laughs> I'm not gonna lie so however with every like new host announcement I'm getting angrier and angrier so let's just go back to last year um I was super excited last year because it started off and they seemed very like diverse in their hosts so the first three hosts that were announced last year were Ryan Gosling, Gal Gadot, and Kumail Nanjiani oh my god like you had a male, female, male. And not only that, it was a male, a white male, a female who is Israeli, and an Asian, um, sorry, and a Pakistani male. So diverse right there. Then, like, it kind of, and then, like, it, it kept going. Like, so then there was Larry David, Tiffany Haddish, Chance the Rapper, Shorshi Ronan, James Franco, Kevin Hart. Sam Rockwell, like, it was going, like, really well, and there was, like, a lot of diversity, and I was really happy, and then uh, there was two months of no women host, and I was furious, so then the final two hosts of the season were women, which was good, but, like, but there was so much diversity, like, we had so many black actors, and, like, even though I wish there were more women, like, I was, like, I was okay with it. Like, the March and April shows, I was, like, it was Charles Barkley, Sterling K. Brown, Bill Hader, Chadwick Boseman, John Mulaney, and Donald Glover. Like, I wasn't gonna bitch about any of those, because they're all great people. So, I was, like, okay, like, you, you did a good job with trying to get diverse hosts and everything like that. So, I was, like, pumped for this season. So then the first three hosts of this season were Adam Driver, Aquafina, and Seth Meyers. And I was like, okay, like, so we got two white males and an Asian girl. Like, this is fantastic, though. Go for, go Aquafina. Like, go you. Since then, every single host has been a white male. And I am like, are you kidding me? Like, why? There are so many movies coming out that do not have white males. Like, or just, why can't you even get a woman to host lately? Like, what is going on, SNL? So I have, uh, for December, because December has not been announced yet, I, like, went to Box Office Mojo, looked at the release schedule, and I'm trying to find non-white males to host SNL in the next month. 
So let's see, we can get Shersha Ronan back with Margot or Margot Robbie for Mary Queen of Scots. We can have Natalie Portman come back for Vox Lux. Um, I would love to put somebody from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, however, it's a cartoon, so I'm not entirely sure. But like Brian Tyree Henry's in that. Shamik Moore is the voice of Miles. Like, like come on, like we can do this. Um... And then towards the end of the month, we have Aquaman. Get Jason Momoa to host. Like, are you kidding me? Like, Jason Momoa would be fantastic on SNL. He is the biggest goofball. Like, I'm personally not seeing Aquaman, but like, get Aquaman on the show. Like, you can do so much stuff with that. I don't even care. Haley Steinfeld for Bumblebee. Like, come on. Jennifer Lopez, get her back on the show for second act. Like, just please, like, do something. And then then we have Mary Poppins return. So that's Emily Blunt or Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, again, not white males. <laughs> I know I'm putting a lot of white females, but, like, I'm just saying, like, I- I'm sorry. I- we have, there's been one female host. So, like, that's why I'm kind of just, like, just throwing white girls in there. Like, I don't, I just want a woman to host once. Oh, back to Aquaman. Get Amber Heard. Get Nicole Kidman. Get somebody. Like, I don't understand what's happening on SNL that this has become a thing that they're just like, oh, here's another white male. And I'm like, why? Like, I saw Steve Carell's name in, like, the seething. And the thing is, I love everybody they had to host. Like, Liev Schreiber was great. I'm super excited for Steve Carell. But, like, I just, there's just so many other people who could have this opportunity And they're just not giving it to them. And it's just very infuriating. So that's the end of my rant. And um, I'm going to wrap it up. But really quickly, I just wanted to say that the Toy Story 4 teaser came out this morning. And that was a lovely surprise because I did not expect it. Um, The teaser is different than what I thought it would be. Um, I guess that they don't really want to give away, like, the plot yet, um, but they showed a new character, and then it was actually confirmed that it was a character created by Bonnie, so we are kind of continuing the story from Toy Story 3, which I'm okay with. Um, I person I heard that the movie was more about, um, finding Bo Peep, so I guess it makes sense that they're still with Bonnie, um, but I kind of just thought it would be more of, like, a different kind of tale um but we'll see maybe I'm, i'll be totally wrong it was tom hanks and tim allen have both said how emotional they got recording this movie so i have no idea <laughs> can, can you make me cry more than you made me cry in toy story 3 i don't know um but whatever <laughs> uh so that's it for this week's episode um again i apologize if it seems like choppy and my rambling kind of <laughs> especially with dates got a little random um but I will hopefully be able to record next Monday um I have some ideas for some like different kind of content next week um follow me at the geeky rose on Instagram and at the geek rose on Twitter leave me comments like tell me how I'm doing tell me if you like this format um I also have some blogs up on the geeky rose.wordpress.com and um yeah i think that's it goodbye happy monday